Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Banner Season Podcast. I am your host, Justin Womack, and it's been a while. It's been a while, but we are back. That's right. Your one-stop shop for relationship marketing, lifetime customer value, and how to build your business by nourishing your existing customers and taking care of the ones that matter most. Without any further ado, let's get right into today's show, shall we? That's right. So I am your host, Justin Womack, and I'm excited because it's been a while. So I know that you guys have missed me. I've missed you. Uh, but we are bringing the show back, and there's been uh, there's been a, a little bit of a break there as uh, as I was focused on my other podcast, and now you know it's uh, it's time to bring this one back and to start really stepping up the game here because Banner Season is kicking its game into high gear, so it's about time that this podcast does as well. This week, I have a very special guest. His name is Kurt Tufert, who has an extensive extensive background in sales, and he will talk about that in just a moment here. Uh, but I love his LinkedIn profile because he's got all of these different metaphors to describe himself. So we have the, uh, he creates, he's a creating customer value mogul, a selling skills Sherpa, a customer engagement whisperer, and a motivational linebacker. I mean, I, I can't describe him any better than that. So uh, without any further ado, let's get into the, this week's interview with Kurt Tufer. Welcome to another edition of the Banner Season Podcast. My name is Justin Womack, and I'm joined today by Kurt Tufert. Um, and Kurt, before we even get into talking about banner season, let's let's talk about your experience, and um, I want to hear a little bit about what you do with your business and how you're helping people. Uh, it sounds like you're in the sales uh, sales business. Is that correct? You bet. Exactly. Uh, the business that I'm in, it's a company called DXP. We're an industrial distributor out here in Houston, Texas, and we have a sales force, a combined inside and outside sales force of over 400. And our target market would be typically to customers that are in a tried and true um, industrial size market. So I try to bring them tools that will allow them to connect with their customers in a way that will create some kind of cementation and celebration, whether it's uh, by some kind of a thank you card or some kind of a, of a wow factor. And so that's what I try to push that. And then I also do that just to everybody that I meet. I try to convince them that there is value in connecting with people in a way that the old has become new again, where a thank you card and some of the personalized gifting is something that no one is doing. And so when you receive that, it's so out of the blue, it's, it makes a high impact. Yeah. And I think, I think there's a lot to be said about how I think marketing goes through cycles. And I think the people that have the most success are the ones that are willing to do the things that others are not willing to do. And since we've, you know, we've, we've kind of moved into this automation phase, technology has taken over, email, emails are e much easier to do than sending a card traditionally. So the, the easy way to thank your customers is to send an email. And then most people have gotten accustomed to that. They've gotten comfortable with that. When, it first, when that first rolled out, um, a lot of people didn't have a ton of emails in their inbox. And it, it still felt a little bit special to get a thank you in your inbox. But if you're like me, and I have multiple email addresses now, I get probably hundreds, if not 1,000 emails every single day. And an email means not, it doesn't mean much to me. And even if you, if you send me a thank you email, I probably won't even open it because I don't have time. I'm scrolling through so many emails. I'm looking for the business related ones that are, um, that need attention. But if you send me something in the mail, 
I'm going to open it because it's just, it's not, I don't get a lot of physical items in the mail. I don't get a ton of that. So it's interesting how we kind of go back and forth for, for a while there. Direct mail had been oversaturated and that was the problem. Now the technology is oversaturated and direct mail is kind of making a comeback. Is that your experience too? I'm seeing that uh, in, a, in many, many different ways, whether it's the creative packaging of a direct mail or, or if it's just something that looks like something that's not a number 10 envelope, it will get open. And when it gets open, there will be some kind of an exchange or some kind of a, an exchange of, wow, I wasn't expecting that. Mm-hmm. And so I, I do see direct mail coming back in a very customized way. And, and again, adjusted to your point, using technology by being able to not so much shotgun approach your direct mail, but rifle approach, and then be able to get into that target market that you want to do and, and almost do it in a way that is customized for a very small niche of people that adds even additional value and retention to those suspects, prospects, as well as customers. Yeah. And, and going back to the idea of automation, I think, you know, again, automation is the easy way out, but people value when you take the time to say something specific about them too. So if they're, even if they get an email and they, and they do end up opening it, if the email is, is vague and it can be reasonably determined that this is a automated email that just, you know, has a merge tag that puts your first name in there, but it's, there's nothing specific that references anything about your personal relationship. It doesn't feel, it doesn't feel that good. Um, so that, I mean, even in, even in the email side, it's the people that take the time to actually, and you can still do this with automation for the most part, but you want to take the time to add at least one or two sentences that are very personal to that person. Um, so that they actually feel like you took the time to recognize them. And, and I've, I've experienced that as well. Uh, I think we we've moved into this era of sales and marketing where we're much more, um, it's about customer experience much more than it has been uh, or it had been maybe, maybe it was a long time ago. And then it's, again, it's going through different phases, but we're, uh, we're in a, we're in a phase now where there's so many options out there that if we're able to create an experience for people where they actually feel special, they feel heard, they get recognized. That's where I see everything moving towards. And I, I've read like, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk wrote a book called the thank you economy. And to mm-hmm. me, that's, it's kind of the same principles that, it's really the people that are going to take the extra time of um, of, rec- of being specific, uh, recognizing their clients, and creating that journey and experience that are going to win here, um, especially moving forward. Do you, so is that is that also something that you're seeing? Or absolutely, and and just one of the unique features of using that technology combined with an experience is when you're looking inward to your employees. Because so many times we're spending all this money and all this energy on the customers that we're trying to get in order to sustain our business, we neglect the employees. And in today's market where there is a lot of churn and there's a lot of fickleness, I'm starting to reward the employees with customized thank you cards and customized gifting as a way of thanking them for their effort. And while it might not retain every single employee, it does do a little bit more than nothing and I've seen some people tell me that they have paid, they've taken my cards and put them on the refrigerators next to the grandkids' pictures, which really is, is a, uh, a humbling effect. Yeah, no, that's interesting that you say that. And I mean, I even, I think back to, I used to work in sales and in the insurance industry. And I, I can remember that there was one month when I worked for this company where I, I hit number one for my whole region in sales. 
And I couldn't tell you how, I, I know I did very well that month and I made a good amount of money, but I can't tell you exactly how much money I made, but I could tell you that my manager went out and gave me a $200 Roos Chris steak uh, gift card and a personalized thank you card. And that sticks with me. I remember that to this day. I couldn't tell you exactly how much I made in commission, but I remember that um, that extra little bonus and that little extra effort that he put out there to do that for me. And so, yes, I think that even if the gifts are, are small, it's the recognition. And um, I think a lot of employees do value being recognized and being heard and being in the, in the personalization behind that. So um, I, and especially again, not just with customers, but with employees, we're in, a, we're in an era where there's a lot of options. It's not that it's not as difficult. And with the economy, the way it is right now, at least the jobs market part of the economy, it's, uh, it's not that difficult for people to move on and go lateral to a different job, change companies. And you're seeing that a lot, a lot, a lot more with a uh, millennial generation. So, uh, I, yeah, that's a, that's an interesting point. I hadn't really thought about this in terms of, um, using a software like banner season or relationship marketing tools like this to support employees, but that's a great point, And I think that's a great use of the, uh, of these kind of platforms. So, uh, yeah, ab yeah, absolutely. So tell me a, a little bit about, so with, with banner season now, I know that you're, you're kind of incorporating this with, uh, possibly, I don't know if you're using it with your company directly, or if you're, if you're referencing this for other companies that you're working with, but with banner season, how do you see this as, how do you, how do you plan on using this particular software with, um, with your, with your customers, with your prospects, with your employees, how, how do you plan on, on using this? And um, are you going to be using the automation standpoint? I mean, uh, not, and when I say automation, I mean, like, are you going to be um, triggering campaigns using like the CRM integrations, things like that, 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 that are possible with a software like Banner Season? Because that's one of the things I'm excited about is that this, uh, for the first time, this software is actually designed more for business owners. I think prior softwares out there for um, for kind of this relationship marketing component, they were they were great and they had a lot of awesome tools, but there was never the option to integrate it with like a Salesforce or an Infusionsoft or a or Zapier, which can, like which can go into ClickFunnels and things like that. So it was missing some of that online marketing aspect to it. Yeah. Tell tell me what your plans are, and I want I just want to hear about that. You bet. Well, the first plan I have, one of the first rollouts was internally. As the sales development vice president here, I've created some online training, which I call the DXP Sales Gym. Salespeople by nature don't want to sit in front of a computer, rolling their eyes, kicking and screaming, because whatever they're going to experience is going to be boring. So I've created this mentality of going into the sales gym and taking a short eight to 14 minute workout. And that workout is sales training. Each time you complete a class, you get points. At a certain point in time, you can trade in your points for the DXP sales gym stores merchandise. The merchandise is 100% banner seasons. And so they go, they go online and they see all the products today, as well as the future products coming down the road, and they exchange their points for a personalized product. Now, the beauty of banner seasons using automation is they can be anywhere in the United States and I can go ahead and process their order, customize it with their name, send it right to them. And then they're walking around the office and people are going, hey, where did you get that? Well, I went, 
So there's an internal marketing that I'm doing using banner seasons to entice people to come into the DXP sales gym. Hmm. The, second, the second way I'm using banner seasons is with the outside salespeople, teaching them the, the power of relationship marketing, teaching them how to connect with their customers, how to understand a lifetime value of their customers. And then from there, there's campaigns, there's there's a lot of different things that we can do today. And of course, in the future, as banner season continues to automate and to create things. Now, you touched on the interface and you talked about going to a Zapier or going to a Salesforce.com. We don't typically use that today, but we will be looking in the future. But to your point, this is the cutting edge part of what we're doing at banner season is being able to go to a customer and interface in with whatever marketing tool they're using, be it uh, Salesforce or ClickFunnels or something of that nature, and it makes it easy. I think the challenge for these people who want to use technology, is it fast and is it easy to use? Just like Amazon Prime, it's fast and it's easy to use. And I think Banner Season standalone is the easiest product to use. Uh, you know, in the community of Banner Season, there is artists that are making the most incredible design features. Because the software of Design Studio can, can allow them to just run crazy with some of their ideas. And one idea is then shared with another person who shares their idea. And now you've got this snowball effect of phenomenal ideas. And they're all designed to touch another person, make them feel important, and then carry that message further. It's, 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 re- it's just so powerful. Yeah, that's that's really yeah, it's really cool. The, yeah, the design studio that you mentioned, uh, I want to touch on that. I want to go back and, and touch on a few other things you said too. But uh, that that's pretty amazing. I wouldn't be surprised like if you've ever used ClickFunnels. Um, you know, you can create your own campaigns, but you can also purchase templates from professionals that have created uh, amazing campaigns, and you can kind of purchase those. So it, it, I wouldn't be surprised if on Banner Season in the future that some of these artists are able to sell some of their designs through the, through the platform. I mean, that, I don't know if that's going to come down the line or not, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me. And that'd be, that'd be kind of a cool feature to incorporate. Um, but yeah, it's exciting stuff. Uh, and I love, I love the ability to be creative and the freedom that you get with design studio to design the entire mug. You can, I mean, everything is fully customizable or a card or, um, or the different products available through there. Now, Going back to uh, the way you were talking about using this internally and then with your outside salespeople, internally, it sounds like you're kind of incorporating not just banner season, but like a, a form of gamification. So you kind of, you kind of created the sales training. I yes. like the analogy you used as uh, it's, like a, it's like a daily workout. And I think, that's a, I think that's a powerful analogy for, for anything because if you want to get good at something, you need to put in your reps and you need to do it daily. Like you... I don't care how many books you've read. You can't go to the gym and bench press 300 pounds after reading a hundred books. And I think it's, I think it's the same way with, with sales and a lot of and marketing and different, um, different disciplines like that. People think they can read a ton of books, but unless you're putting in the reps and doing the experience, the reality is that you're not going to be able to just go directly in there and be an expert without, without putting in the time and experience. So I, I do like how you're how you're gamifying that. I've seen that as a, um, a kind of a trend in in work and in different things, and it's cool how that integrates with Banner Season, so that their the rewards from the gamification process are to use the software to get personalized items. Um, as far as the the outside sales reps go, yes, I, I think that the 
I've been, I mean, I think that there's a, there's a good amount of people now trying to educate sales reps and marketing reps about the value of lifetime or about the power of lifetime customer value. And I think it's, it's almost like a counterintuitive concept because I think a lot of us have been kind of, we think in terms of like dollar in, dollar out. And so the idea of spending money on your customers potentially before or without knowing for sure that you're going to get money back is, is a foreign concept to a lot of people. And unless you really do the math and you will understand how much a client is really worth to you, it might not make sense to you. But if you think of clients not as one-off transactions, but as people that can come back again and again and again, and if you think of the value of them also as their ability to refer you future business, um, then the, the value of those, of those customers is incredible. And it, it makes sense that you could spend a little bit of extra, extra money in your marketing budget because a lot of a lot of marketers out there have come to the conclusion that it's okay to make zero dollars on the first transaction with somebody like that, or even take a small loss, if you know that your average client is going to spend more than that in the long run. Um, I come from the seminar industry too. I've worked in I've worked backstage for seminar leaders, and sometimes they'll take a significant loss, like through Facebook traffic or other avenues like that, to acquire customers at a low cost value because their back end is so high. Like those companies will charge, you know, 10,000, 50,000, 100,000 back end. And so it doesn't take many clients from that to all of a sudden turn that into a profit. So I think there's a, it's a mindset shift in a lot of ways. And, um, and I'm, I'm getting on board with it. And I, I, I'm, I think there's you know, people like, uh, I would say Gary Vaynerchuk's a good example of people that are educating people about this, uh, this concept. And it also goes into the idea of the short-term versus long-term thinking. A lot of entrepreneurs get trapped in the short-term thinking, and if you're if you're playing a short game, you're kind of going to get you're going to get quick results, um, but there's not nothing's going to build off it. You're each month you might be chasing new clients every single month, but you're not playing a long game where you're building relationships and that are planting seeds in the future. Those are going to turn into referrals, repeat business, tons of different avenues like that. So, so tell me, I mean, what I'm talking about here, like what comes up for you when I'm saying this or tell me how, um, I just want to hear from you about what I'm kind of, what I'm saying here. Sure. So, so Justin, one of the things you talked about on that lifetime customer value, uh, many years ago, a gentleman out of Dallas, Texas, Carl Sewell, who runs a phenomenal Cadillac franchise, if you will, or a lot of different Cadillac dealerships wrote a book called customers for life. And he calculated the lifetime value of a of the right customer that walked into his Cadillac dealership was $338,000 because of their repeat business, because they would tell everybody about their vehicle, about the experience that they had. And then he realized there was more money in the service than it was in the sales. And so he created the Neiman Marcus effect when it came to servicing a Cadillac. And he put so many different things into the experience that he just had just such a high retention. And whether that's something in the Cadillac dealership, and I know that some of the people listening here says, well, I don't sell to Cadillac dealerships. I'm a small businessman. I do lawn care. I do. I, I cut people's hair. I'm a massage therapist. All of those people have a lifetime value. The person that you're mowing their grass, if you add to them the sprinkler and the irrigation system and doing some shrubbery work and things of that nature, and you do a great job, season after season, year after year, 
then everyone else in the neighborhood will see that and they'll start asking, hey, who do you use? And now because of the great work you've done and some of that relationship building, you continue to acquire more of these customers. I think, I think you're right. We're, we're coming back to saying, what can we do to retain? Because people are fickle and you see someone trying to open up a coffee shop next to a Starbucks and it doesn't work. And why does it not work? And well, maybe it does work because it's a right kind of a customer who comes in there and they're very loyal to what you do because of the way you provide an incredible touch point to them. And all I'm saying is using the automated systems, using the tools like a banner season, that helps you create that lifetime customer value. And it allows the touch points because no one is really doing it besides the generic thank you email or a subscription to a newsletter that's irrelevant. And it just becomes noise. And to your point, you said that you've got three or four different emails. Well, how do I, how do I know which one I'm supposed to go after? And we move emails. We go from a hotmail to a Gmail to a Gmail to a company mail to avoid the spammers and some of the trash that comes out there. But we still have a physical address. And, uh, you know, I think you've met Damar. You've had Damar on your podcast before. He loves, loves, loves collecting people's birthdays. Not necessarily the exact year, but what month and what day. And then he uses that to just build relationships and send them cards. And it's just these little things that mm-hmm. cause people to just, just appreciate. Yeah, there aren't a lot of, there aren't a lot of businesses that recognize birthdays. Um, <clears throat> I think dentists have done a good job of this for a long time, but other than my dentist, I can't think of many people that have sent me birthday cards um, or, or maybe restaurants do a good job as well, but they have, they've created those birthday clubs where they get discounts on your birthday. Uh, but those, I, to be honest, I like those. So, and um, when, when companies offer that special deal on your birthday or they send you a card, it does, it does feel a little bit special, even though um, those have become expected, those still feel a little bit special to me, but when they go above and beyond it and you send a personalized card with a line or two of text that is recognizing that they, this is not auto, fully automated. This is like recognizing you or if they, if they include a gift, like um, you get in the mail a nice pack of brownies to go with your, or, or now they have a birthday cake available. You get a birthday, little small birthday cake package with your birthday card. That's going to feel pretty special. And that's going to, and that's also, gonna, it's going to create value um, in that person's mind. And I mean, the reality is in sales and marketing with a lot of these industries have been commoditized. So there's a, there's a million different options out there, like I, I kind of said. And if you're not creating value to your customer, then I mean, the only thing they're going to show up on is price ultimately. Because if they don't feel like there's an extra sense of value in working with you, then they're probably going to go with the lowest bidder. I mean, that's uh, or, or whatever is most convenient, and they're going to take. They're going to look at convenience and, and the lowest price, and that's probably going to trump anything that um, that you offer to them. But if you've created this relationship and they feel special when they're around you, uh, not only will they <clears throat> pay a little bit extra to come see you. But they'll tell all their friends about it too, and they'll uh, and they'll make those extra efforts that some people take for granted. So it's, uh, it's, it's really important to do the extra things to build the relationships. Um, and one, one way to think about this too is when you're sending gifts, um, you can start thinking about this as part of your marketing budget. I mean, maybe that's a better way to think about it. If it, Maybe it's more comfortable for some people because some people have no problem spending money on Facebook ads and they end up getting like zero returns or not great returns or something. Maybe they do get good returns, but... Uh, they have no problem doing that, but they have a problem sending gifts to their clients. 
So it's like, think of this as part of your marketing budget too, because it, it is, this is, this is part of the, you're building a relationship with the, I, it feels good to give and help people and make them feel good, but it also, it's going to build your business. So I, I like to think of this, this is part of marketing. So, yeah. <laughs> Agreed. But whether it's internal or external, it is part of marketing, retaining your great employees, rewarding your great employees. And then, of course, retaining and rewarding your great customers that you work so hard to get, but you've got to keep them. I mean, and, and if they leave and then you have to get them back, you've just spent double money when you could have just done something simple, a card, a gift, a brownie, uh, you know, uh, Jim McCord. He's like the, the craziest mugger that I know. He's just <laughs> going nuts with uh, customized mugs. And it's these things don't get thrown in the trash. They're talked about when people come over and say, where did you get that? Who did that for you? Now you repeat those endorphins that came out from the, the way you felt when you first received it. You just continue to have that. I, I can't think of another tool that would be more effective. And, and I had Jim on the, on the podcast recently. Um, so I interviewed Jim on the podcast. And one of the, one of the things we talked about too was that, because I was talking about kind of the, the, the different mentalities people have about giving gifts. And one of the things is that sometimes, because I've had this experience where I've, I've kind of pitched this concept of using banner season to real estate agents, and some of the feedback I had gotten was, well, it's kind of expensive. Um, but it's, <laughs> again, I, I mean, we, you might have heard this on the other episode, but I'm going to say it again. Expensive compared to what? Because, yeah, it might cost, and even Jim said, he's like, yeah, it cost me about $15 or $16 to send a mug, but I sent two of them. Because, because I don't want to just send a mug to you. I want to send one to your wife as well. And, um, and the reason being that you're not going to, if I send a mug with your picture or a picture of your house and a mug with a picture of your wife or your kids, you're not going to throw that away. And if you put, especially if you put their name on it and you're not using it for any means of self-promotion, um, nobody's going to throw that away. They're going to keep it. It's going to last. And every time they have company over, like you kind of mentioned too, alluded to, people are going to go, oh, where'd you get that? How'd, that, how'd you create that? And they're going to ask the question. And so um, whether that leads to referring people to banner season, where there's an opportunity to make money that way, or it just leads to, wow, that's really, uh, that's really something special. I would love if you could do something like that for me. Um, it leads to future business for them or whatever, whatever it leads to. It just, it, it creates conversations. It creates momentum. and. So I, I see it as a, an investment. So it, it's an investment in your business. It's not just, you're not just giving gifts for the sake of giving, although you, you can do that, but if you, it's an investment in your business also, because this is the stuff, I mean, why, why, yeah, why go month after month having to reacquire new customers when you can focus on your existing ones, it's going to cost, it's going to be a, a lower marketing budget you can retain a good fraction, a good, a good amount of them, maybe not all of them, but you're going to retain a, a much stronger percentage than if you don't pay attention to them. And then you can still have advertising and you can still be, you know, marketing for outside or for new business, but it, you, um, it's more, it's more effective to, to allocate a certain amount of your budget to retain retention because, uh, yeah, retention is the, these are people that already have worked with you. They have some level of knowing, liking, and trusting your business. It's a much easier sale than going to cold traffic who have never heard of you. They've never heard your message. And you're, you're kind of starting from scratch with them. 
it's an easier sale to work with the people you've already worked with and and build value and build relationships with them than it is to kind of go to these these prospects that you're having to again start from square one with every single month. Yep. Is that so? I mean, tell me just I just want to hear a little bit more from you about um, kind of this topic, uh, what we're talking about, and then we'll kind of wrap up here. But I want to hear a little more from you about it, though. Sure. So. So what you were saying about this whole idea, the things going viral. So Banner Season, what a great company that uses a lot of word of mouth marketing and now a visualization marketing. There, there's going to be that tipping point where things are just going to continue to escalate. And when I hear about the new customers and new referral partners that come on board, that's exciting. What, what, what technology and social media lends us to is everything we do in banner seasons is a visual representation of the appreciation. Now with things like uh, Facebook groups, you can see where the community is doing really neat things, which spurs your creativity, which allows a business owner to think about something different. And to Jim's point, when he said, or to your point, well, that costs a lot of money. Well, as opposed to what the lifetime value of that customer. I mean, again, how many times dentist, doctor, realtor, insurance, they're not connecting birthdays and they're not connecting work anniversaries and they're not doing any of those celebrations. And I'm not saying that if you were to, to mug, if you will, every one of your uh, real estate prospects, suspects, and the people you close, you're automatically going to get a hundred percent return on investment. Not necessarily true. You've got to pick and choose your budgets and what you can and can't do. However, a personalized card or maybe referring to a conversation or a selfie or a photograph or something of that nature embedded in a card with a little note, maybe with something as benign as brownies or a birthday cake, moves people in a different way. And it causes you to want to follow up with a phone conversation. That's two touches. And those two touches can lead to who else do you know that might benefit from my real estate service, insurance service? Do you know anyone else who needs a dentist? Now that person goes and tells three of their friends at church or in a social setting. Now all that became marketing that gets me new clients that I didn't have to pay for and spend all that money on. This, this, there is, and I, and I know, I know people are, are, are budget conscious. I get that. Not everyone can do extravagant gifts, but everyone can think about something small and work their way into what they do. Going back to, um, the Sewell philosophy mm-hmm. here in the, in the Texas area, they hire college graduates. When you walk into their dealership, it's a different experience. When you interact with everyone in that place, it's different because Carl Sewell says everybody that walks through that door is worth $337,000. And it's like, it's like how I get treated at Southwest versus another airline. I, I, don't, I, just, I feel like you like me. And you kind of want me to be on your airplane and you're not trying to get me off. And you know what? If I have the choice, I'll fly Southwest just because of the experience. And you know what? They give me a card on my birthday and they've done that for 21 years now. And, and I, it's again, now I'm talking about an airline. I am now marketing for a company that didn't pay me to market for them. So I get excited about where we're going with this and, and your ability to podcast, the ability to take information, audio and, vis- and video, and we'll be able to push that out to people who can then get their ideas cooking and 
you know, all it takes is listening to the podcast, listening to the creative ideas that you're generating, that I'm generating, that future podcasters will generate and connect the dots and relate to people. Relationship marketing. Yeah. It's powerful, powerful stuff. And just to come back on lifetime customer value one last, hit that one last time. If you can, if you could take your customers and, and find the average. So if you can, if you can go through your customers and find the average number of like, if you're, let's say you're, let's say you are a hairstylist or something like that. What's the average number of repeat visits of a client? And if I can figure out like what the average number of those return visits is, what the average profit margin is, then I can calculate, uh, I can roughly calculate a lifetime customer value. And then I can come up with what I know I can reasonably spend on a marketing budget every single time because this is an average. If I keep it within the average, I'm never going to, um, never going to be, you know, spending anything extravagant as long as I'm, as long as I'm staying within the numbers. And, and then I know exactly what I could spend to acquire and to, uh, and to keep these clients. So if you, if you spend the time, you do the math, you put in a little bit of research, you're going to find that yes. Okay. Now I know exactly what my return on investment is from the dollars that I'm spending because I've calculated this. And over time that might, that number might increase the lifetime customer value might increase because you're getting better at building even uh, stronger relationships. And the, the amount of relationships you've built have led to more referrals coming in, things like that. So, so that number, I mean, that set point can shift, but it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a whole new world um, as long as you're willing to kind of open the floodgates and create customer experiences. Because like, that's, that's, I think that's the name of the game here is we want to make our customers feel special and focus on the experience of our customers. If we do that, I think every business that does that will win in the long game if they can survive that initial push. Because obviously in the beginning, uh, any, any brand new business, you know, there's going to be growing pains. But if you can create the customer experience, do it in a way where you're generating profits, over time, you're going to win. That's my philosophy. I, I agree with your philosophy 100%. And using, uh, you know, some of the search engines, using Google, you can find calculations for, for generating the customer lifetime value and plug in just the simple tools that you've asked for, and it can bring out some of that number. You can put it in your marketing budget, mm-hmm. and you can start small, and then work your way up and start tracking. If you, you need to inspect what you expect. So how many haircuts do you do? How many repeat customers do you have? Have you asked them what's their experience like, and maybe they would like to market for you? If it just has, if 20 more appointments are generated and of those 20 more appointments, 10 of them become regular customers times the number of times they cut their hair per year times five years. Now you've got this revenue stream, reduce your costs. Now you've got your profit, take a little bit of marketing from there. It's, you know, it'd be amazing. You could just, you could take this into so many different directions that would create, I put this thing down, these three C's, I put connection, celebration, and cementation. You know, we're connecting with humans, we're celebrating their victories, and we're cementing the relationship. Yeah, that's, I think that's a great summary. That's a, that's a powerful, um, powerful three there. All right, uh, so let's, I think we're going to wrap up here. But before we do, uh, any, any last words of, of wisdom or any last points that you want to make in regards to this? And also, uh, I'd like you to be able to promote uh, Banner Season to our guests. So go ahead and uh, yeah, provide them with the information that they would need to join as well. 
Sure. Uh, you know, it, it, it all comes down to relationships. It all comes down to touching and connecting these customers. And we've got tools like Banner Season and some of the new, uh, what we call an API that allows us to take this technology and connect them to other automated systems. And this one plus one equals three synergy is going to just continue to get creative. And behind the curtains, behind a company like a Banner Season, it's all run by people. And I believe the people there are listening to the field. They're listening to the pulse. And they're, they're, they're going to make the changes that are required to, to connect with the hyper growth. Uh, and for me, as a referral partner, I, I, it's, it's real fun and it's real easy. Bannerseason.com is the simple website, bannerseason.com. It's an affiliate program. You can become my customer just using my last name, which is Tufert, which like Tuesday, T-U-E-F-F-E-R-T. And that's all we need to get rocking and rolling. And I would love to have customers on my team. And I'd love to help you guys get out there and connect with customers, connect with family, connect with employees. All three of those are in uh, slim commodities, and we've got to hold on to the ones we've got. Absolutely. I love how you tied this into employees and, yeah, family members, too. We didn't really talk about family members, but, you know, it's it's great to build relationship equity with all three of those different categories. So your family, your employees, and your customers. I love that. So uh, thank you, Kurt. It's been, it's been great having you on the show. Uh, I appreciate your time today, and it's been a pleasure. Thank you, Justin. My thanks to Kurt Tufer for being on the show. Thank you for being on and thank you for your patience because we recorded this interview back in February. It's been it's been a while and I'm now bringing the show back. We're going full gear, full swing and we're going to be coming at you every single week again. But thank you Kurt for being on the show and thank you for being on me because he you know, he followed up with me a few times and he's like, "Dude, it's time to drop the episode." And I'm like, "Okay, I'm doing it. I'm dropping the episode." And here it is. Now, if you want to be a guest on the Banner Season podcast and you're using the product and you want to share your experience with it, or if you just value customer relationships and you want to talk about the topic, then please email me at justin at bannerseasonpodcast.com and let me know that you want to be a guest on the show and I'll be happy to interview you on the show. So until next week, thank you for listening to the Banner Season podcast. Take care of your customers and make it a Banner Season. <laughs>